know you people because you're not cool. Like, uh, you know, this guy, this guy. Sunshine's in my face 24-7, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, so you got sunburn? I told you about this dude I knew. Was a very douchey guy, was a DJ. Waka, 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 waka DJ. Um... Yeah, in the night, you know what a DJ, not a DJ. Well, is. but he was one of those dudes in the nineties. He he played in a, you know, he he was like the limp, it was like a limp biscuit vibe, and he played in a band, and it was a DJ uh, making waka waka sounds in a, in a like a heavy band, and yeah, uh, he was a bit of a douchey douchey douche guy, and he uh, we saw him at a nightclub once, and he had sunnies on, and uh, we sort of said, oh, you know, the lights are pretty bright in here, I know, and. He said, man, when you're as cool as me, the sun shines in your face 24-7. A <laughs> 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 douche. <laughs> Lame. And on that note, that's, welcome that's to the Super Fun Awesome Happy special. Time Pedal Show podcast. My name is Gabor. Hey, welcome. Welcome along. I'm Alex, and I don't have sun sh- sunnies on. You don't? No. Maybe you should. Maybe I should. Maybe. maybe. I actually finally, I told you this, I finally got prescription sunnies. Ah, yeah, well, that's welcome to my world. That's I've been doing it for ages because how do you drive? <laughs> well, just with normal glasses. Oh, true. But I mean, when the sun is, sun is out, you know. Well, the same, but you see things yes. brightly. Brightlier? Brightlier. That's Br- a word. Yes. Brightlier, I think is the word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What have you been up to? Um, Not much. Just uh, a few things arrived. Um since uh, our last podcast mm. um what 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 should i start off with well okay okay this is this is the thing where no one except for alex can see it but we'll sort of explain what it is so i got another bunch of <gasps> uh pedals from uh our friends at uh jim dunlop slash mxr slash way huge australia uh so we've got the the swollen pickle that's a bit of a euphemism maybe there but um Jumbo Fuzz uh, in the small series as well. So that's that sort of small, like the other ones. It's a small pickle. (laughs) It's a small pickle, small jumbo. Um, Small pickle. Small pickle. It is is winter, man. It is, you know. I was in a pool. I was in the pool. Yes. And then this, which is. I always think of that. Which is actually a really cool looking pedal. You probably can't see it over the camera. Yeah, but it's, it's like um, sparkly hair. It's sort of a sparkly purple. My kids were arguing whether it's red or purple. They were going, no, it's more red. No, it's more purple. But it sort of depends on the light. It's like a sparkly red purple. Uh, the Super Badass, and it's got the coolest name, the MXR Super Badass Variac Fuzz mm. that arrived. I haven't plugged any of those in yet, so they're all um, they arrived and I that's haven't a, touched them yet. That's the kind of pedal that wears sunglasses in nightclubs. Yes. Because yeah. it's so bright. Yeah. Super badass sparkly pedal. And then I got this look. Hang on. Um, <laughs> is that the... No. So I opened that first and it comes in a, like a normal MXR size box. And then I got this other box and, I, and it says on it, classic 108 fuzz. And I went, oh, cool. That'll be like a normal MXR size thing. And then I opened the box and the power supply is twice as big as a pedal. And that's it. <laughs> ah, the mini one. Yeah, mini, cool. um, it's a mini classic 108 fuzz. Um, sure. I think I've played the. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think MXR has a 
it's quite a big ver- pedal. It's like bigger than the normal MXR pedals. It's like the Phase yeah. 100. Is that the one? That's sort of a slightly bigger that than size. normal MXR, yep. which is the usual 108 fuzz, um, which I've played before. And I thought that's the one that is going to be in it. But this is like a mini version, um, which looks really cool. And then, which could be interesting, um, is this thing, which I haven't even gotten out of the box yet. Mm. The uh, Laney Einhardt yes. IRT Pulse. So the uh, the same people that are the Australian Jim Dunlop, MXR, um, Way Huge people are also the Australian Laney people. So they're the distributors for Laney. And um, so this is, and it looks kind of cool. So you know they had Laney had the Linehart and Ironheart series. Yeah. Which yeah. were actually, they were really cool amps. I um mm. Uh, ben used to have one of the our friend Ben that we always talk yeah. about. He had uh, a one of one the um, what was it like a twenty watt or thirty watt head and a two by twelve which you could tilt. You mm. know, like very kind of old looking uh, of the line heart. And I think our friend Mark Maroney he had one of those two great sound and clean amps, sort of vintage clean amps. And then the iron heart is the sort of heavier, bit more, you know, uh, version of that. And they were <laughs> really good sounding amps actually. Mm. So this um, is uh, a tube preamp USB interface. So it's basically, uh, it's got, I think, two 12X7s in it. Yeah. Yeah, I, mem- I remember when it was announced. Should be a f- should be fun to try that. Oh, actually, no, two ECC83s, which I think is just the same, but it's the English version of 12X7. Because I think the okay. Marshall, the Origin has ECC83s in it as well. And then I looked it up and that's just um, the English equivalent of 12A7s. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's got two tubes in it um, and it's got an input uh, and then you've got gain and stuff. So it's a, it's a, it's meant to be a, a tube um, USB interface for guitar players um, that gives you, I think there's like amp sounds in it in a box. I haven't, I haven't even gotten it out of the box yet so i haven't had a chance yet but so that's coming up so that's what i've been up to uh receiving parcels um sweet so that came and then this uh we talked about it just before we pressed record this lovely vanda guitar arrived um and i literally just about 20 minutes before we started recording now i did the unboxing video because it came yesterday uh it came yesterday afternoon um and um, I didn't get around to it yesterday to actually do an unboxing video. So it was a bit, oh, there's a guitar and I want to unpack it. And I want to play it. But <laughs> I'll leave it till tomorrow. So then this morning, as soon as the kids went to school, I, uh, I did the unboxing video. And yeah, it's really cool. So it's, uh, it's, uh, it's his, he calls it Ostel. So it's his offset telly shape. So it's, it's not too offset though. It's sli- just slightly melted. Yeah, so it's more the, the, the <laughs> upper, what do you call it, bout? It's not a horn because it's not a cutaway. So it's a, is it a bout? Sure. Upper bout? So it, if you it, think of a telly. It can be a bout. Sorry? Yeah, it can be a bout. It can be a bout. Well, because it's, yeah. you know, you've got the, the, the bottom bit where the cutaway is and then you have the top bit, which is not cutaway. Yeah. Above the neck. And that's sort of almost a bit um, Talman shaped, you know, like the Ibanez mm. Talman. It has almost that kind of vibe in it. And it's got a, a telly setup, so it's got a telly scratch plate, which looks really cool, actually. I don't know if you saw that um, here on the 
that just a normal camera, but it's a relic golden scratch plate. It's a really cool looking guitar. Oh, the neck feels great. Um, the neck is, yep. it feels like there's no finish on it, which is really cool. Um, and uh, yeah, and, oh, I plugged it in. And the first thing I noticed is the, um, I started on neck pickup and it was a really dark, very mellow neck pickup. And I thought, oh, cool. That's kind of cool. And then I went to the bridge and the bridge is really pokey and big and almost uh, P90-ish. Um, and I messaged uh, David from Vander Guitars. Um, hello, David, by the way, if you're listening. And um, yeah, he said it's the Rio Grande Muy Grande and a Mr. Broadcaster. Mm. I don't know if he said, was it Rio Grande as well? Um, uh, where is it? Mr. Fabulous Broadcaster. Mr. Oh, so Fabulous. Is Mr. Fabulous, is that the name of the... Hang on, let me have a look. Mr. Fabulous. Was it, wasn't Mr. Fabulous one of the horn players from the Blues, Blues Brothers? Um, possibly. Oh, yeah, Mr. Fabulous Guitars. Oh, it's an Australian company. MrFabulousGuitars.com.au right, cool. um, Broadcaster pickups. So he makes... That's the next pickup. I've never even heard of them. Sorry? I've never even heard of them. No, me neither. MrFabulousGuitars.com. So it's MrMRFabulous.com.au um, MrFabulous.com.au And he makes, yeah, the Broadcaster pickups. Um, yeah. Captures that punchy telly sound of early broadcasters. Neck pickup wound to 7.3K. But yeah, it's a bit different, I guess, because it's not the, the same bridge pickup. Also, does he make guitars too? Okay, yeah, MrFabulous.com.au. There you go. You learn something new every day. Cool. So it's a Mr. Fabulous broadcaster neck pickup and um, muy grande. And it sounded really good. And then the other thing you notice is you, you play with the tone knob. And it's not a normal tone knob. It's a uh, um, he. He says he wires it ever so slightly different. He he doesn't like normal tone controls. Um, he he never uses standard tone controls. So I like the option of that sort of thing. Tone control is a mid roll mid roll off, which uh, works more like a coctoir. To me, it almost sounded like a bandpass filter. Because it really has sure, that, yep, you yep. know, almost like a wah feel when you go up and down. And I'm not sure if it's wired into the neck pickup at all. It may only be in the bridge pickup. Um, but it sounded really cool. Okay. So, yeah, the, the, it sounded – I like it so far. So there will be full videos of all that stuff. I just did a quick unboxing of that this morning. But um, that – yeah. Oh, and then um, uh, we've got uh, the Valco Blood Buzz Fuzz coming from the awesome people at Eastwood Guitars. I've got a shipping notification already for that, so that's on its way, which is that really massive looking... I think it's their take on the Love Tone cheese... Something uh, cheese? Is that what it is? Cheese something? <laughs> cheese face. Cheese face. I'm going to say cheese. No, what is it called? The, one, one, the, uh, the big jewel Love oh. Tone um, pedal. Yep. Uh, yeah, another one. Uh... What was it called? The cheese sauce. I think it's based on a cheese sauce. And it looks like it too. Ooh. So it's that same um, same big enclosure as the old love, love Tone stuff, but in black. So it's And it's the Valco Blood Buzz fuzz. So we're getting one of those that's on its way to us already. And very excitingly, uh, next week we'll be getting uh, an Ormsby 7-string. 
that's coming. Mm. Uh, Ormsby Guitars. Big thank you to Perry, um, who I was talking to a little bit on the emails. And yeah, they sent, they're sending us one, which is really cool. Um, oh, and before I forget, so uh, I just want to um, do a quick shout out to, which is kind of cool because this is um, this is someone I listened to for a while on podcasts, and this is someone you know I, I really like his podcast, which everyone should go and check out. Uh, this is Matt Wakeling uh, from the Guitar Speak podcast. Um, yeah, uh, he's he's. I've sort of started. Um, well, a couple of weeks ago, uh, a friend of ours, Rob Rhodes, a uh, local musician, he started doing this um, Facebook Live, these chats. Uh, and I may possibly be on one next week as well, but I don't know yet. Um, he does these sort of podcast chat, uh, uh, these sort of podcast type chats, but um, it's streamed live um, on, on Facebook. And I think it's on YouTube now as well. And one of the topics was. Um, online creators you know so talking about and, and mostly talking about podcasts and one of the guys there was matt um in that panel sort of thing matt wakeling so hi matt and um yeah and so we started chatting a little bit and he's he's posted a few photos now of, which is which is what i always forget to say at the start of the show uh, wherever you are in the world whatever you're doing while you're listening to this just take a quick snapshot a little photo of whatever it is you're looking at you don't have to be in it just anything you're looking at, um, uh, just so we know, you know, what you're doing um, while you're listening to the podcast. So Matt has sent, uh, I think, two photos already. So hello, Matt, if you're listening, Sweet. and everyone out there, make sure go and check out the Guitar Speak podcast because there's some. He's had some really, really cool guests on, um, and I really like. I, I genuinely just like his way of of interviewing people. So he's he's quite good at that sort of stuff, and I've been listening to his podcast for quite a while, even though I've missed the last few since. Um, this whole lockdown thing because I usually only listen to podcasts when I go to gigs and I haven't gone to gigs. So <laughs> I missed a whole bunch of pretty much all the podcasts I usually listen to. I missed the last three months worth of podcasts. Um, so sorry, everyone. But yeah, check out the Guitar Speak podcast. I'll put a link in the description below. So make sure to check it out. Um, yeah, so that's me. That's pretty much, have I done anything else? Um, I don't think so. Have you done anything, Alex? Uh, not particularly, not gear-wise. I'm uh, just kind of laying low because uh, I have no income or funding from the government at the moment. So, um, yeah, nothing's really happening gear-wise because of that. Uh, just been doing some stuff in the studio, trying to do a couple of mixed jobs for oh, some yeah. coin. Um, uh, yeah. I actually, it's yeah, a bit of a weird sort of, Set up the um, long time ago. This console that's in my studio where we do the videos mm -hmm. that was babysat by a friend of friend of mine that used to live down the road from where we live now. And um, I helped out, just helped him out on a session once. Um, I think he had to go away in the afternoon and just sort of you know babysat the session for this singer songwriter woman. And then she rang me uh, during the week, and this was about. Six years ago, I mean, I know you've you've had that console since I've known you. I think, well, since Prigine, yeah, yeah, since the other house. So at least six years ago, if not more, probably six years ago. And um, yeah, she gave me a call and said, "I'm ready to mix those songs now." Oh wow, okay, <laughs> yeah, like oh crap, <laughs> I'd actually like forgotten that whole sort of thing existed and it was um it was so long ago, and 
she, she's um she, yeah she's really lovely and at the time she was married to a bass player friend but they're not together anymore but um yeah so it'll be kind of blast from the past wow mixing job yeah there you go so you can't rush these things no no of course not. so do you, a, do, does she yeah. have all the files or do you have the files or does the other guy have the files no she, she's got them she just um oh i think she did some vocals with someone else sometime in the last six years okay and had the the logic session so she um sent me the logic session this sounds like my kind of songwriting of length yeah <laughs> sort of the kind of stuff i do when i with alicia when we write stuff it sort of takes two years per song <laughs> sure yeah cool this is going for a full uh full half dozen wow yeah so um i actually just had a listen just before and it all all the sound sync sound sync seem quite good <coughs> excuse me so it shouldn't be too hard to cool pull up a mix well yeah. if you need some help mate i'll be I'll, I'll come over and give us give you you know sure bring all your uh synths and crazy effects yeah mate yep, 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 yep. Yeah, no and no, i mean moral support where I stand next oh, to you right. and I don't do anything, I just shout at you and stuff. <laughs> shout at <laughs> Mix <me>. faster. <laughs> do more mixing. Uh, still sucks. <laughs> don't make me whip you. Hmm. <laughs> I like that's, that's a perfect yeah. sort of stuff. Sorry, just drinking my coffee. I just made. Um, sure. <laughs> we have a coffee machine in the house, but we don't use it that often. Like a like a um, espresso machine. Yeah. Um, with like milk frother and all that stuff, but we don't use it very often. But a bunch of my wife's friends are over today and I was sitting in here um, after finished. Oh, so that's why you wanted to do the podcast today. No, 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 no. But after I finished, <laughs> the, after I finished the video, um, I because, you know, they're sitting out on a patio just next to the studio here. And I when I finished recording the unboxing video, I opened the door and I said, I'm finished now, you know, just so you know, because she's sometimes worried about noise and them being heard on the recordings. Yeah. And so, and then I opened the door from the shed and then I could hear them sort of say, ah, oh, a coffee would be nice right now. And, oh, Gabor makes such lovely coffees. And, yeah. <laughs> so I went, okay. So I, 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 um, subtle, subtle. <laughs> I, um, I went and made them all a coffee and the coffees and teas and made myself a nice. And it is, it is nice. Um, cool. And there's, yep. a, there's a, just, I know, for anyone who lives in this area, um, I've actually just forgotten the name of it, but at Yandina, Pioneer. Pioneer Roasters, really yes, good coffee roasters. They're great. They're really good. They're so very good. I, I had some beans of, um, from them, and um, it's really yeah, nice coffee. Cool. So you know, I mean, if yeah. which is near the Ginger Factory, which is a bit of a touristy destination in Yandina on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland. But it must have a name because that coffee place is always packed, and it's way down the end of a street, like an in, industrial estate. Yeah, well, across the road from Ginger Factory. Yeah, yeah. But, but there's not not much else is down. No. They're just like some freightage there's a, companies there's, and a there's a mattress mattress maker company next to it. Sure, yeah. <laughs> no, we but bought a mattress there once before. There. Good mattresses like, too. <laughs> no, but it is good coffee. It is really good coffee. It is. It is to yeah. so you know, it's just their beans, and you know, I did the rest. But um, it's good co pioneer coffee. Very good coffee. Sweet. Mm. There you go. Shout out. We should get. We should try to get sponsored by a coffee company. That would be one of the highlights yeah. of my life. <laughs> so if there's any coffee roasters out there, you know, never, especially never in Australia, because you don't want to send it from overseas. But if there's any Australian coffee roasters out there who want to sponsor us, we gladly drink your coffee and talk about you a lot. Who cares about pedals? Let's sure. talk coffee. Sure. Um, coffee and riffs, eh? <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. Um, yeah. What else? Okay, so what what have we been doing? What what demos have we been doing since the last podcast that we haven't talked about? Um, well, I was going to talk talk to you about the um, 
your first impressions of the digit. Oh, the digit. Really cool. Um, yeah. So we, we've got, I haven't actually, it's still in the, I haven't had a chance to get it out and actually try it at home yet because um, I took it home now. Uh, actually, do you know, just off the top of your head, can you use, because um, it's got synth sounds in it now as well, the USB port, can you plug a MIDI keyboard into that or do you need the MIDI? Because I may, I may have to get those MIDI converters off you if it doesn't do it. Don't know. I'll try it out. I'll try it out. Um, so Digit is uh, by PolyFX. Is that what it is? PolyFX? Yes. Yeah, so it's an Australian company. You know more about it. You, you, you tell them about it. Um, yeah, this guy, um, it, it definitely comes from the synth world. Is we it had a chat about. Is that his name? I pre- yeah, it's L-O-K-I. I Loki, yeah. I believe it's, it's not Loki, yeah. And um, yeah, it definitely comes from the synth world. So it's um, that kind of approach to controlling effects. There's, you can like run LFOs into delays and filters and all sorts of things. <clears throat> but basically it's a, it's a small digital f- footprint multi-effects unit, which is mainly a reverb, a delay, and a mixer, which is a four-channel mixer, four-channel in, four-channel out, and a IR um, loader. Okay. And it's so, and, so and the inputs and outputs are TRS ins and outs. So you've got yes. two ins, two outs, but each in and out is a stereo in and out. So you can, if you use, for example, insert cables, um, which yes. are TRS on one side and just normal, is it? Dual, dual mono. Normal mono plugs on the other side, yeah. DS, yeah. So you have, yeah. So so you can split it. It can be two stereo or... Four mono. Four mono or Two any stereo and two of, mono, yeah. 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 Or three mono and, the, the and mix- one mono. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> one also mono. <laughs> Sorry. But I didn't really... <laughs> I didn't really think about it till we chatted and did the video the other, other day, but you could use it for this like a... A crazy wet dry wet dry rig or something. <laughs> wet or dry dry dry, dry rig. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Or you could have wet, um, wet, wet dry. Like you could have your stereo effects and then a Marshall and a Fender amp. Can you do? Too. Can you? Is there phase stuff in there? So if there's any phase, if you plug it into, because I mean, oh, quite often if you if you have stereo yeah. effects and you plug into two amps, you may have phase <laughs> issues. You may do. I don't know. Don't I haven't know. got that far yet to okay. to try it. I'll give it um, a go. I'll try it out. But yeah, my first impression was great. Yeah. Um, I I was really, really, really impressed by it. I mean, the sounds we got, and there will be. Uh, we, we've recorded a. Hang on, I'm just. Sorry, the my headphone cable got caught on my under the wheels of the chair. Um, um, we uh, we did a quick, basically first impression. So you kind of showed me, and it was pretty much my first time ever mm. trying it out. And um, it sounded really, really cool. Um, and it's got a touchscreen on it, so it's probably a little bit. If you think of like a timeline, there's a dog behind you. Yes, uh, if you, <laughs> she's she's keep keeping that. watch for the mailman. Um, it's basically yeah. if you think of it like a timeline, it's about maybe the same width, but it's a bit taller. It's more square. It's like a square timeline. Maybe roughly in size, yeah. um, and it's got a touchscreen on it, mm. um, and three knobs, or three switches, two knobs. Sorry, three foot foot switches. Three foot yeah. switches, yeah, and which you can assign to do things. Well, one's yes. on and off, and the other one, the other two, you can assign to do things. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I was so well impressed. Can... I thought it sounded really, really cool. Yeah. Um, I'm very interested to try out the synth stuff because he messaged us. Um, 
mm. um, around a time when I went to your place and said that the new firmware update now has synths in it as well, which I'm very interested in hearing. Um, and it is a um, kind of a quite a young product, so there's always firmware updates coming out every couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, I'll, new put, things and I'll try and put it, if I remember, I'll try and put a link to his uh, Facebook Oh, his Instagram down below as well, because there's constantly little video snippets of new firmware stuff, new things that happen. And so he's got two products, yeah? He's got a digit and he's got the some modulation one, some mod. Oh, jeez. Hang on. Let's let's have a look blank. on the website. Oh, I've got blank, sorry. Um, uh, num, 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 num. Damn. Uh, poly effects. Here we go. Because it kind of yeah. looked the same. Yes. Um, so, th- but this, the new, the other one hasn't come out yet, hasn't it? So the digit is out. Yes. But the other I one isn't think... actually out yet. I don't I think. I think technically, physically, they're both the same thing, but one has different software on it to become a different type of effects. Yeah. Um, hang on. I'll have a look on Instagram to see what it's called. Because, yeah, it's, it's – oh, hang on. Sorry. That's probably my phone making stupid noises. Um, go away, f- noises. Um, poly, poly effects. Here we go. Um, okay, Bebo. Bebo, thank you. Yeah. So Bebo. So uh, makers of Digit, a delay reverb cab scene pa- pedal, and Bebo, a visual multi modulation pedal. Hmm. That should be pretty wacky. Yeah, and I, I, I know you can you can see um, you can see um, like the waveforms of the modulation and stuff on it, and you can draw your own waveforms, that sort of stuff. It's 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 quite in depth. It's an Australian he's an Australian maker. It's it's mm. quite clever stuff. I mean, it's it's very. I'm I'm all up. I'm actually I have to say very impressed with a lot of Australian builders. There's a lot of really good stuff coming out of Australia at the moment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I'm 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 really interested in exploring it a bit more. I haven't had since I came back from your place uh, when we did videos. I haven't had a chance to do that yet. Um, but um, hopefully, hopefully, maybe maybe even a little bit today. Um, I've got one or two videos I've got to finish editing after this, and I've got to edit this because we're recording this on Friday the nineteenth, sort of day before it comes out. So I've got to edit this podcast and maybe one or two videos. So I've got the next couple of days for videos organized. And then um, if I have some more time, I'll plug it in and, and give it a check. And yeah, I really want to try out the synth bit because I think that could be mm. um, could be yep. very interesting because I'm always into that sort of stuff. But yeah, I, I think it's one of those um, really cool, especially, I mean, for live it's great, but especially in a studio. I mean, that's one of those things you just mm. have sitting there. You have You can have four completely separate ins and outs. Yep, absolutely. Um, so you can you can use it as an outboard piece of equipment, and you can have you can run different things through different you know for different things, different things for different things. Mm. I I exactly. speak well. Um, uh, yeah, but it's a, it's a really cool thing. So I'm I'm very much looking forward into trying it out a little bit more. And um, for me, for me, the reverbs were probably the highlight. Okay, they're definitely kind of um, once you, once you check it out. And say you'll load in a convolution type reverb, and it has um, emulations of a whole bunch of old stuff like um, AKG springs and uh, EMT plates. Yeah. There's um, 
some great convolution reverbs from halls and rooms and stuff. Well, I think so, yeah. one of the things I mentioned in the yeah. video as well is um, you with especially with reverbs and delays, all right. But especially I think reverbs. It's it's one of those things you kind of hear a reverb and you go, oh yeah, that's a reverb. But then when you hear a really, really, really good reverb, you go, ah, okay, that's the difference between a really, really, really good reverb mm -hmm. and a <laughs> reverb. And it's it's. Absolutely. With that, you can definitely hear the quality. You can definitely, yeah. as soon as I played it, you kind of go, ah, okay, this is really high-end <laughs> yeah. stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. It's funny, you, you know, because, but I guess it's that with a lot of things. You hear something and you go, oh, yeah, that sounds cool. Mm. And then you hear a, the really, yeah. really, really, really good version of it and you go, ah, okay, that's why this is really, really good <laughs> and the other thing is cheap. <laughs> yes, exactly. <Yeah. clears throat> like so, there's a million overdrives and then you, get one that's actually had some thought gone into it and use good components. And then you go, oh, okay, uh, yes, I get it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's Absolutely. why this one's $400. <laughs> yeah. But um, the other cool thing with the reverbs, uh, it is a convolution reverb loader, so you can use your own IRs of reverbs. And okay. There's a whole bunch, of whole bunch of videos online. If people don't know, you can go out and make your own reverbs um, it's, in spaces it's that one you of, like the sound of. Well, you, kind of. you pop a balloon, don't you, or something like that, and record that. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. generally the way you do it. Yeah. And um, there's ways to do it in Logic, and um, I, I did look it up, but I actual process escapes me. But, yeah, if you look up how to make your own <coughs> reverbs on um, YouTube, and you can do all that, and then you can use it in, well, obviously, this, this box, but you can also just use it in your DAW and um, create your own reverbs. Yeah, Especially that's cool. if you've got, like, um, if you're, like, a music teacher that has access to say like a big school hall or your kids go to a, a school that has a massive hall that has a cool reverb or a church hall or a, a country town hall or a crazy car park or something. Hall. Something really interesting. <laughs> Sorry? Crazy car park hall. <laughs> crazy park. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yes. um, uh, now it would be interesting and, uh, actually because especially if you go to Europe, uh, like you know where I grew up, um, mm. you have these sort of massive churches which yeah. have these huge echoes in it, or not echoes, but reverbs, which were kind of built in ways. Because, I mean, a lot of them were built with the whole sound. Of, quite often, a lot of these churches were built around almost the organs that are in it, the big, massive mm. pipe organs. Um, and they were yeah. built in a way that the sound travels. And, you know, back in the days before microphones, you had the preacher stand up on top of a, like a little balcony thingy. And, and it was designed so the, the sound travels and... They have really great reverbs in some of these places. Um, yeah. So it would be interesting really to do are. that sort of stuff. Quite a few years ago when we were in Belgium, we were in uh, Bruges. Ah. And the um, the bell tower in the the church in the middle of the from, square in the middle of the town. The one from the movie. Sorry? The bell yeah, tower from yeah, the that movie, one. yeah. That one. Yeah. We went up it. And there's, there's a room about halfway up that's kind of maybe five meters square, but it's really tall. Yeah. It's just the beginning of the, the tight uh, spiral staircase. And I still remember the reverb in that room is amazing. Like, <laughs> you need to go back there with a balloon and a and a, like a yeah. little recording device. When there's no, and when there's no tourists. <clears throat> just go, so, yeah. shh, guys, one second. Shh. <laughs> Keep it down. <laughs> Pop. And then do your yeah. witchcraft and then suck the reverb into the little... <laughs> you, need, you need a little bottle. 
It's yes. it's the same Pork. process. You know, you know how to get the, the the ships in the bottle. You know when they have those bottles yes. with the boats in it. They're actually mm. full size boats, but they do this magic spell and it sucks the boat into the thing. And it's the same with these reverbs. Oh. Is that like <laughs> that documentary? Um, that documentary, Who Shrunk the Kids? That's what. It's not. That's that's yeah. That's a that's a yeah. That's a real life drama. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Day in the life <laughs> of the kids that were shrunk. Um, yeah. yeah, but all up, I, I think it was really cool. I really, really enjoyed it. It was a, mm. it was a, um, it was a really cool pedal. What else did we do that day? Cheers. We did um, did the guitars. Oh finally. yeah, finally. Um, so we've had the Eastwood guitars. Um, where, how long have we had them for now? At least six months or more. It was maybe like definitely last October, year. November last year. Something we got them. At least, <laughs> can't rush. This I think thing. it was it was before Christmas last year. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, so the you've, if you watch our videos, they've been in tons of videos. Um, so the I've got the oh, I kept the Eastwood um, Sightjack Deluxe Baritone, and Alex kept the Airline Twin Tone. Um, mm. And we've used them in tons of videos, and we finally actually got around to doing videos more about them. Um, so Alex, d- d- the twin tone, you've, you've had it for a while now and use it for a while now. What, what are your thoughts? Mm. Generally, it's pretty cool. There's a little bit of fit and finish issues. The block in laser starting to pop out of the fretboard. Um, but I mean, in saying that generally we live possibly in one of the worst places on the planet for wood related things. <laughs> Um, not necessarily. Just the humidity. In the studio with it, the de- there's a dehumidifier in here all the time. Oh, okay, cool. Okay, so it's pretty stable in the studio. Okay, cool. Okay, well then, yeah. Yeah, which is handy for guitars, but um, yeah, even still, you can feel all the edges of the square blocking layers in there. Okay, cool. Come loose and stuff, but um, I definitely want to pop out, swap out the pickups because they're a bit two dimensional. Okay. But the, the actual feel of the guitar is pretty cool. And looks great. Yeah, it looks fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I, I think with a lot of these Eastwood guitars, um, because they are, you know, made in China and Indonesia and stuff like that, mm. um, I think they are, because they're not massively expensive, but they're not super cheap either, but they're a good maybe uh, mod platform guitar. So you get it and then you swap sure, out yeah. things you want to swap out because you don't yeah. like them. And then, you know, it's a good... Because the... the the guitar itself is quite good. I mean, for me, the Sidejack um, Deluxe, the baritone, I love that guitar. I mean, cool. same with you. I mean, there are maybe a few issues with some frets being a little bit higher and a little bit of buzzing here and there, but it's just if you set it up right, mm. you know, it all works. And, and um, I mean, I've got a new um, vibrato coming for it. Um, but, again, in saying that as well, because um, it's got a Jazzmaster-style vibrato on it, um, if I buy a high-end let's say the ultra series fender Jazzmaster. one of the first things i would do is change the vibrato on it because even the high-end fender stuff is to me not good uh, if you've played a yeah, mastery sure. vibrato um then anything else is kind of like meh not that good but what i actually i ordered the descent vibrato um mm. so is it swope it's swope guitars i think is it swope is that that's is it swope or swoop no it's swope it's swope is it swipe? Yeah, that'll be interesting. 
yeah, Swope, S W O P E, Swope guitars. So Swope guitars in 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 where is he? Somewhere in America, but I'm not sure where in America. Mm-hmm. But check out Swope guitars. Actually, his Instagram. His guitars are really really cool. Um, he's right into offsets, and he started. He made his own Jazzmaster vibrato. So I guess he didn't particularly like the Fender style ones, and he didn't like the cheap ones. And mastery, maybe he wanted something a little bit different. And I think what he did is actually quite interesting, and which is one of the reasons why I'm putting it on the on the a baritone, because a baritone is a set neck guitar, right? Most jazz masters are um, bolt on neck, and one of the first things I do when I with a jazz master, and I think one of the first things you need to do to set up a jazz master right is you take the neck off and you shim the neck, and by shimming the neck, you bring the bridge up a bit and you get a bigger break angle on the the strings that come behind the bridge. Um, you ha- get more of a break angle, so you get more downforce on the bridge. So that's one of the, that's what I do with all jazz masters and jaguars, right? That's one of the first things you do. With that um, baritone, you can't do it because it's a set neck. So the thing with the descent vibrato is, if you think of a jazz master vibrato, if you look at it from the front, um, where the strings, so you've got that little metal bit that hold the strings in, right? And just in front of that on the metal plate, there's slots in in the actual top of the of the vibrato. And you can actually mm. lower the strings yep. so they go into the body of the guitar through those slots uh, to give it a bigger break angle, which I think will benefit this baritone immensely. So that's what, one thing I wanted to try out, and that's why I got that Descent vibrato, just to give it a go. Um, so that's going on on the on the baritone but all up the baritone i really like it it's been one of my favorite guitars i've gotten in a long long time good that's great yeah cool so all up um and then playing your um because i I don't get to play it very often because usually we only play these when we do videos you know we we try to get through the videos quickly so we don't sit around and noodle around on guitars a lot um uh, and i don't get to play your the twin tone much and i i I played the twin tone the other day and you played the baritone the other day. And yeah, it was this weird mm. going from the massively long scale baritone to the really short scale twin tone. But it's a cool guitar. I really like it. So actually, what did you think of the baritone when you played it? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I've, I've played it before. Um, yeah, it's really solid. Um, felt good. Yeah, nice. Well, there you go. That's uh, um, you, you heard it here first, folks. Very, it's very fat. Um, I, I, if I had a baritone, I'd probably actually go like something less good. <laughs> just, <laughs> less, less good, yes. I mean, I mean this like more not go, good. I'd probably go towards like a um, Dan Electro thing for that twang, real super nasally twangy. Well, like, um, yeah, yeah, like country thing and old country and yeah. funk tunes or whatever. So that's um, probably too nice a sound. Well, for me. It's almost the neck pickup on on that is almost too fat. Sure, it's yeah. almost too much. It's like it's this massive sound. You can get the twang in the in between position quite a bit, but to me, the I, I pretty much always leave it in the bridge. To me, that that guitar, the bridge has a. I mean, maybe down the track, I may even switch out the neck pickup, but the sure, yeah. bridge has just has a. I don't know, has this really sweet sound to it for me. Um, because um, it, it, one thing I usually don't like about bridge pickups is when they have too much twang. I'm not a twang guy, um, 
which is why you know like for uh, even on the Jazzmaster, quite often i don't necessarily like going to the bridge i mostly sit on the neck um which is actually one of the reasons I, the blue guitar I quite like because on the bridge i quite like the um the wide range humbucker in that um mm-hmm. but generally i don't like that twang but on the on the baritone the the bridge pickup almost sounds like the neck pickup on most other guitars it it's quite a deep full sounding pickup whereas the neck pickup is almost too much of a neck pickup um you know what i mean it's almost <laughs> too, too much of a neck pickup. has too much sure. you know yep. um but yeah i, I really well, what dig was the, um was it the Reverend one baritone that has actually a bass cut tone roll off yeah i think all Reverend guitars have that they have that which is actually a yeah. good really good idea mm the one we played yeah, at the cool, Sto- no, Stonecutters, what are they called? The <laughs> Stonehouse Music. Stonehouse Music, yeah. We, always, we call them the Stonecutters. Because we're idiots. Definitely for baritone, it's such a great idea. Yeah. Because uh, then you can get, get the fat, like, grungy stoner thing, but it, it'll actually roll off that bottom end if you want to do twangy. You can dial it back when you need it, spig- yeah. Spaghetti Western thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to – actually, maybe I should I, I should email Reverend – guitars because i'd like to check out more of their stuff because I, I quite like i like the look mm. of them i definitely like the look of them yeah they, they look great too hey? um and yeah the ones i mean the only ones i've ever played were at the the stone cutters god Stonehouse music supplies shop down in <laughs> brisbane hi guys by the way if you're listening but um sorry <laughs> we call them stone cutters the stone cutters we uh, yeah we're just yeah. idiots um from the simpsons the stone cutters yeah um <clears throat> Uh, what else did we do? So we did the the baritone, we did the twin tone, we did the poly digit, and oh, we did the the chorus shootout. Chorus shootout. Yeah. We did the Wasacraft chorus versus the old Japanese CE two chorus. Uh, mm. Any any thoughts on that? Anything exciting about that? Nah, it's chorus. It's chorus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I actually, um, I quite like the CE one setting on the Wasacraft one. Yeah, that sounds cool, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, if I actually had to take one home and use it at a gig or a session, I'd probably go the new one just because you can go the vibrato setting as well. Yeah, which sounds really cool. On the on the Wazacraft. Uh, if it was just playing chorus, probably the vintage one. Yeah. Because it just it, had a cool mojo. It had a bit more mojo than the new one, yeah. Um, mm. Couldn't quite put my finger on, on it. I think neither of us could quite put a finger on it, what it was, but it had more mojo. Yeah. yeah. Did we talk about the, um, the stuff we did, the previous week no i don't think we would have um so we did the what did we do the previous week we did the oh the, the deuce tone juice tone deuce tone rat yes um so i've got an old and it must be old because it still has the um they, they're still making them i actually looked it up so that you can still buy them new but they now have the, the normal power supply uh mine still has okay. the um uh like a Long headphone type. jack looking you know the, yeah, like yeah. the old electro harmonics and dod stuff the the opposite um um so what were your thoughts on that because it, it's i thought the video isn't out yet but it should be out it's probably one of the next videos that's coming out um if you're listening mm. to this when this podcast comes out um what were your thoughts on it it this it sounded really cool when i was editing the video yeah it's great like rats you can't go wrong and it's just a few different flavors of the of that kind of style of distortion here yeah so um, the, the juice tone is basically yeah, two rats in one. That's what it. Uh, but then yeah. you have um, you have different clipping options. Um, so you can, you have a switch and you can actually change the the clipping. Because I think um, 
from what I was reading, I went to when you go to the the Proco Rat website. I think all the different rats are the same circuit, just the clipping changes. So they use different okay. different clipping diodes to get different sounds. And so you have the the, the normal rat, which uses I don't know what, and then you have the uh, you dirty rat, which is the more it's meant to be the mm-hmm. more classic rock sounding one, which is the one we used, and we yep. sort of said it has a punky sort of sound. And then sure. there yep. was a clean rat, which is just a uh, you know, which actually said it wasn't very clean, but sounded really really cool. And then the turbo rat, and there's a few different rats, and I think it's the circuit itself is pretty much the same for all of them. They just use different clipping diodes. Uh, and you have a switch to flick between them. I actually bought, um, yeah. did I tell you about that? I bought that, that Chinese pedal. The Chinese one. Yeah. So, Because I, I was looking on, just because I like, I, I, I really like rats, and I'm, I'm always sort of looking for, um, for um, you know, old, if there's an old rat, I have, I have saved searches, you know, and, and for if an old vintage rat comes up, or um, especially the R2DU, the rack mount, which is basically exactly the same as the juice tone, but in a rack version. It's two rats in a rack mount. Um, but I have these safe searches. And um, um, after we did the rat video and after I edited the rat video, I went, oh, you know what? That sounds really, really cool. Uh, I'll just go and have a look. So I had a look around uh, on eBay. And one of the things that came up uh, was this thing, which is called, uh, which is by a company called Little Bear. And it's the R attack right so mm-hmm. it's r dot attack but then the color of r dot at is red and tack is white so it looks like rats tack <laughs> so it's a rat basically it's a it's a like a chinese knockoff of a rat but the other cool thing yeah. is you have um switches on it and you can switch between Sorry, that's my phone. You can switch between dirty, turbo, and vintage, which is very cryptic. So I guess it's the same sort of thing. So you have a switch where you switch between three clipping options for the dirty mm-hmm. rat, the turbo rat, and the vintage rat. And um, I, I, I thought, oh, should I get that? Because it'd be interesting to try it out. And then I thought, oh, are people going to think I'm doing the 60 cycle hum thing? And, and, you know, because Ryan does a lot of that stuff where he buys really cheap Chinese knockoff stuff and... And does videos of it, but I thought, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not do. Uh, this is a one-off thing I'm gonna do, you know. So I hope I'm not gonna, um, you know, make it. Mean, I hope no one will think that I'm trying to rip off sixty cycle arm. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see because it was yeah, seventy, seventy dollars basically Australian dollars delivered <laughs> for for that. Um, so it's on its way to me. Uh, yeah, and it'll be interesting to do a shootout between between the different um the actual rats and i've got my eye on a turbo rat at the moment as well that i might be buying so because ultimately like to get all of them and there's i didn't know but recently they released a new rat called the fat rat fat rat fat rat how many rats can you have uh well at the moment they have hang on let let, let me tell you what they got at the moment was rhetorical. Uh, no, yeah. no, 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 because there's you can go to ratdistortion.com. That's the official website. So you can co- buy the Rat 2, which is basically the vintage rat. You can buy the Turbo Rat. You can still buy that. The Dirty, You Dirty mm-hmm. Rat. The Fat Rat, the Solar Rat, and the Juice Tone Rat. That's the ones you can still buy. So they're all still being made. Cool. And nice. I think still all being made in the US. 
So, um, which is why they're not cheap. They're all quite expensive. So, which is why I'm like, if you want to buy the Juice Tone Rat new, it's three hundred thirty-three, three hundred thirty-nine ninety-nine US, which is mm. not necessarily cheap. And the Fat Rat, the latest it's about $1, one, thousand dollars Australian. Sorry, it's about a thousand dollars Australian. Well, yeah, probably more at the moment. The Fat Rat is one ninety-nine ninety-nine, and it is, uh, it's again, it's I think the same circuit. But different uh, clipping options. So switchable between classic rat, MOSFET, germanium, uh, and a MOSFET slash germanium clipping section. Um, yeah, and cool. it's the newest rat in the in the lineup. So there's a stock and fat, and then MOSFET. Okay, yeah. So um, and there's an op amp, blah blah blah. Anyway, so there's a and you can switch between an op. P07DP and the mythical MM308 LM308. See? Oh, that was the that was a vintage chip, wasn't it? That's the yeah. one that I've got in mind, yeah. So the I've got yeah. one of the early Rat 2s. Um the, my the one that I the really beaten up one, which has that old chip in it. And then you can still buy the solo as well. Um the solo, which has as different, like symmetrical and asymmetrical clipping, and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, you can still yeah. buy all them new. Um, sadly, you can't buy the the rack new anymore. That's been discontinued, and goes for Aww. ridiculous prices. Because yeah, I'd like to get that rack. That would be cool, even though it is literally mm. exactly the same as the Juice Stone in a rack. But it's rack, which is cooler. But it's rack, yeah, yeah, yeah. Due to the shape. Well, like you can buy a Juice Stone and stick it in a rack. Just gaffer sure. tape it on the rack. Why not? Yeah, do it exactly. Go on, do it. <laughs> so yeah, that was cool. That was I, I really quite enjoyed. Oh yeah, and then we did uh, one of the things we did is we did uh, a fuzz shootout. Do you remember that at all? I do. Um, so I think the fuzz shootout had the Russian pickle. It had the kink guitar effects. Um, what is it called? The Russian, Russian plague. plague. Yeah. And then what was the third one? Ah. Uh, what was the third one? It was another Russian fuzz, wasn't it? Oh, was it the um JHS one? Oh yeah, the muffaletta. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Um yeah. So how how how's you how do you like Russian muffs? <laughs> Well, there's this website I frequent. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, I think um, the unexpected, uh, really awesome thing was it sounds like killer on bass. For me, um, it's almost like mono synth fat kind of crazy big bass line. Well, the the kink one, e yeah, e yeah. Well, yeah, any of them. The the Russian flavor. Well, I think that's why so many bass players use it on bass because it it just it's it's mm. it it's super fat. And sounds really, really cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's kind of the Russian thing's a little bit more distortion-y than the standard op amp. Yeah. Kind of massive, sort of fat, saturated, um, sustainy thing. Yeah. Which is, um, I guess, a little bit more versatile if you just want something that bridges the gap between distortion and fuzz. I think it's less scooped because I think one of the things that always with the, the actual Big Muff that kind of, you know, Big Muff is one of those, those 
perfect examples of a pedal. You sit at home and you play it and it sounds massive and sounds awesome. And then you mm-hmm. turn it on in a band and you can't hear it. Yeah. Because it's so it's quite scooped. Whereas I think the Russian style fuzzes and I I mean I have to say I don't necessarily remember I've played an original Russian one of the Russian green Russian fuzzes uh, a couple of times back in the 90s but I can't really remember but from these sort of the the versions that we've played they seem to be less scooped which to me I think that's it it's it you can hear it you know it, it's not as I mean with the with the big muff you have to really crank the volume to hear it um in a band situation, whereas with those, it's less likely. I think it they'll cut more, yeah, possibly. Cool. Mm. Um, the, okay, so but all up, um, um, I thought, yeah, I, I really like. I, I've become a fan. I, I've, I haven't really, I don't know, not that I, I don't know, I haven't had much to do with Russian fuzzes in the past, and then in the last month we got sent that kink pedal and the Russian pickle by way huge yep. and so we had two russian fuzzes in you know within a month basically and um, mm. i dig <laughs> i need if i mean the the problem is they're getting stupidly expensive now but maybe the, the version sevens the black ones maybe i'm gonna they're, they're still affordable i might get one of the the later on black black russian muffs. even the um the recent release the little Little tiny, the little tiny, yeah, but I mean, MXR the, size pe- pedals, yeah, but the the big electromonics, the big enclosures, they're so much cooler. Yeah, of course, yeah, so much but cooler. They're three, four times, four times the price. Yeah, well, that's the thing, but um, yeah, yeah. That, that's what I mean. The the the, the big black ones, the, in the black boxes, mm. the version I think is version six and seven, um, or maybe seven and eight or whatever they're up to, we're up to with those. They're still go for relatively normal the, the green ones go for stupid prizes and the one uh, what is it called yeah. bubble font i think they called it the they have okay. that sort of bubble looking font they go for stupid prizes but the, the black ones are still manageable so i might get one of them and i think and i'm you know correct me if i'm wrong but from a, um you hear a lot of people say that they're not actually that different they're quite similar but like with anything electroharmonics they were very irregular with parts uh, which means yeah. even within versions, they were quite different sounding because they used. I think Mike Matthews is one of those. Guys. Is it Mike Matthews? Yes. Yeah. yeah. He the, the, the you know the cigar smoking dude um, with the frizzy hair. Um, I think he was one of those yeah, guys. Whatever, it. whatever was cheap and available. That's let's use that. Yeah, use up stock before you move on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also, could it? Um, just quality control of the parts themselves that probably weren't as no like bang on as they are now. So uh, yeah, and things dry out too. Capacitors dry out and yeah. var- variations happen between units. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But it's, it's cool sound though. Just another kind of big fuzz palette. Yeah, and the other mm, video we did um, just while we're talking about videos we've done was that Marshall pedal shootout. Uh, hang on, I'm just trying to see. Hang on, where do I have the photos? Uh, is there any photos of that stuff there? Just so I can see which ones we used. Because do you remember which ones we 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 did? Well, there's a box of rock. Was it the Meerschall as well? Did we have that? The 
the um, yes. Mostronics one? And the... Oh, he, he, here we are. And the super photo? leads. Way huge super lead. Super lead. I found a photo. That's right. Um, yeah. Okay. Thoughts on that? If you remember, because oh, um, I don't necessarily even remember that yeah, much. Yeah, they're actually all quite different. They're, they're not kind of designed to be the same, but they kind no. of do the Marshall thing. Well, the different Box of Rock, sort of I think, generations. is. The, the Box of Rock is meant to be a Plexi. The Super Lead is a Super Lead. And yep. uh, the Marshall is a JCM 800. So they're quite a little bit yeah. different, but we just thought it would be fun to do it. But I mean, generally, I like the Marshall sound. I'm a fan of the Marshall sound. Yeah, cool. Um, I had this chat with our mate Jack and, and um, Hudson. We were, yeah. Hello, when Jack. We were, um, looking at doing my pedals when we kind of rechose my drive section, yep. my pedal board, and how you kind of like as a Marshall sound of for always on overdrives. It sometimes doesn't always work, but sometimes does work. So it's we kind of end up choosing a um, a drive section around a couple of variations of always on drives, okay. and then you can stack stuff into it. Yeah, because sometimes it really works, and sometimes it just doesn't work at all. Well, for me, I've for been me, us- anyway. I've been using a box of rock as an always on for mm. I don't know how long now, and to me, it seems to always work. But I mean, I use it literally just to make my amp sound like it's breaking up at lower volumes. That's sort of what I use it for. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, I stack, totally. all, and that's the last thing in my chain. Uh, so everything runs into it. So um, all, all other drives are stacked into it. And it seems mm. to work fine sure. um, for me. Yeah, cool. Okay. Yeah, sometimes like the part or the song, it just either really suits that kind of, it, like, that kind of tone, that breakup. Or it just doesn't for me. Okay. Well, I mean, for me, yeah. for me, live, I'm not that picky with that sort of stuff. In a studio, it's a different story. But but live, okay. I'm not that picky. I just want a, that sort of slightly broken up, clean sound. Um, always works for me in one way or another. Sure. So yeah, I don't know. Cool. I'm less less picky with that. Even though I'm I'm probably more picky in a lot of other ways, but I'm less picky in that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Um, cool. Uh, well, what else is there? What else have we done? Uh, and what else are we, what's happening? What's coming up? Any more that's, was there any more last week? Um, let me see. What else do we have here? What else do we do? It's hard to remember all this stuff. Um, um, oh, I did, I did the, oh yeah. I mean, just, just quickly to talk about it. Uh, did, did you did you end up watching it? The uh, X Tone video, the uh, iPad mm. stuff. Yeah. So um, really been re- reading into that a bit. Um, I'm really into that at the moment. The whole iPad music, um, iOS music. Mm. So I got sent. Um, I don't know, a couple of months ago now, uh, the X Tone Pro by Exonic. Uh, which they actually, I have to say, um, and not just because you know we're doing videos for them, but um, just the nicest people. Like sometimes you deal with companies, and they send you stuff, and communication sort of ends there. They send it to you, you do your thing, you send them links to the videos you've done, uh, you know, you tag them in in on on social media, and they may, you know put a thumbs up there and then maybe share the video as well. And then there's companies that um, are just 
really, really nice people. And these guys seem like really, really nice people. Um, so there's a guy called Elroy uh, who works for Exonic, who's sort of um, been my liaison. And we've sort of become friends now just on Messenger, you know. He messages me and goes, yeah, how's it going, man? And what's been ha- what, how's things in Australia at the moment? And um, uh, just the loveliest people. And, you know, I'll, I'll, he'll send me a link going, oh, man, I found this tape delay um, app. And it's free. Check it out, man. And um, you know, and then I'll send him a. Oh, I found this random note generator sequencer, um, you know, thing. And I go, oh, how cool is that? You know, and we, we're just sort of chatting back and forth. And um, uh, so, the, 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 for anyone who doesn't know, the the Xtone Pro, it's basically a, a, an interface. You can use it with a computer. You can use it mm. with anything, but it's I think specifically mainly the targeting. Um, iOS users, or I think you can use. I'm pretty sure you can use it with um, um, uh, Android stuff too. But I think Android doesn't have quite as much flexibility with music as iOS has. I think iOS is a bit step, a couple of steps ahead when it comes to music apps. Um, so it's basically a two-in, two-out um, interface meant for live use. It has six foot switches on it that are, that you can MIDI assign. Um, it has uh, an expression pedal input that you can media assign. Uh, it has um, completely separate left and right, and you have XLR as well, so you can use it with microphones. Um, so it's it's a it's an interface, digital interface that's sort of meant for live use in a pedal form. So it's about the size of a timeline, I'm going to say. Um, and yeah, I've been really getting into the iOS stuff, and there's some really, really, really cool stuff on there, and some some things you can't do with anything else because of the touchscreen. You know, you have the touchscreen there, and it's 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 all it's all it's very tactile because you touch it, and you, it's it's gestures you do with your fingers, and I'm really, really yeah, digging cool. it. Yeah, I looked into it quite a bit after um you sh- you told me about it the other day. And um, there's a whole bunch of like um, like really cool things I could see doing it, like doing with it live. Yeah, yeah. Because like, um, there's MIDI I/O, hey. Yeah. So yeah, you could, you could potentially send like commands to other things, like even like like visuals for your band's show or something or trigger lighting. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. Um, Because like if you had an LED screen or a projector or something for visuals for your band, um, obviously band tracks or... Well, the thing is, because I mean on the iPad, you can, you can, um, uh, you can do mirror screening. So you can, you can actually send your, um, if you have the right connections, you can actually send your, what happens on your iPad to a Mm. computer to a screen and there are apps you can get that will create um sort of abstract shapes and lights and whatnot f- from music that you enter into it um oh, sure. i think yeah, cool. uh, uh, and from what you hear uh, a lot of sort of tech people in a know i guess or somewhat in a know uh it looks like apple now is going to move away from intel chips and go to these arm chips um and Apparently, they're doing that, and by doing that, what will happen is gradually the difference between OS and iOS is going to start fading away. And you basically, iPads and 
laptops and computers will sort of morph into one almost you know i think that's sort of the direction it's heading and the stuff you can do um with that stuff now live is i think is insane and again a lot of people are talking about um for example uh, sonic state is uh, i think i mentioned that to you the other day is a is a youtube Mm. channel and a um sort of that i I follow quite a lot because i'm into sort of synth the synth world and music tech stuff and they were saying when they went to um, NAMM, when it did the NAMM show, they did a lot of the videos they wanted quick to get out quickly, right? They, they released a lot of videos later, but they released a ton of videos during those three, four days of NAMM. And they said most of the editing was done on iPad Pros. And they said, if you compare, if you would sit next to each other doing the same job on an iPad Pro and the MacBook Pro, the iPad would probably win because it, seems to process 4k camera stuff quicker and easier than the than a macbook pro and they were saying because it is the way everything is set up in the ios world it is all designed everything that all the apps that are designed are specifically designed to work with ios and with that the way everything is is dealt with in ios whereas on on a computer there's different things that work differently and are not specifically designed for this particular processor and this particular way of 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 working if that makes sense um so they they're talking about how ipads and especially the ipad pros now are almost more powerful than the macbook pros in some ways you know um and some of the processing stuff you can do i mean the stuff that video i did um I had a lot of stuff running at once. You know, I had three different sequences. I had two, three different samplers, all different apps, all running at once with no latency, no issues, no nothing, which quite often if you do that sort of stuff on computers, you start getting into latency issues and you get into issues where some things may glitch and not start working if you have too many things running at once. Whereas with this, especially, I mean, in a live scenario, I'm not talking about in a studio where, but in a live scenario where you you live looping, you're live sequencing, um, computers can, anyway, I don't know. I mean, I don't do it with computers that much, but with I was really surprised how easy and how smooth everything went on the, on the iPad. And just all the apps, how much stuff you can do. It's, and even things like, you know, I've got this drum uh, patterning, right, which is a, a drum sampler sequencer so it's sample drum sounds and the drum mm. sounds were great and it's all free you know i think that the, the actual app costs maybe 19 dollars or something like that but then you have a million different drum sounds on it that you can download it has a um it has a database and you go there and you can search for electronic sounds or uh, acoustic drum sounds or uh, it has even um, like other sounds like marimba, so you can play a marimba and and you know that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and the sounds are really really good. Um, and then you can manipulate them quite extensively within the the app. But then if you use a um, something like AUM, which is a um, like a virtual mixer, where you can then add other apps to it as well, like the Eventide reverbs, which sound fantastic actually on the. Um, Mm. On the it's cool stuff. because people people like Eventide actually building plugins specifically yeah. for iOS. Yeah, yeah, and Clevgrand, uh, so you not... know those guys. Mm. Yeah, 
No, I was really that. blown away. I was, yeah. I was, and I, I'm, I'm, I find myself <laughs> um, when I used to, uh, you know, sit, you know, when my kids go to sleep and I'm, I'm, and my wife goes to bed or something, and I'm sitting there in, in the living room watching TV. I find myself, you know, I used to find myself always grabbing my phone and looking on eBay at pedals and stuff like that. And lately, I find myself grabbing the iPad and looking through the App Store, <laughs> <laughs> and you know. Maybe instead of spending the money on a pedal, I go, hmm, maybe I should buy this app. And But it's funny, and I think I mentioned that to you as well. You know, you look at a pedal and you go, hmm, $150, that's, that's cheap. Uh, and then you look at an app and you go, oh, $15, that's expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> Even though nice. the app, you know, probably does more than the pedal does. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm quite blown away by it, uh, what you can do with it. And I think it sort of opened a bit of a wormhole for me where... I think I'm going to do a lot more with it. Yeah, I, I can see myself. Um, that actually quite appeals to me too. I'd like to uh, check it out too. Yeah, yeah. So I think we're going to do some more videos with um, maybe with vocals and we were talking about a saxophone maybe as well um, mm. where we could um, – I mean, we could even try out things like drums again, get Brad to come over and um, yeah, and run drums through it. Because the cool thing is as well, because so, you've got two ins and two outs, you could have two different – you could have the kick – and you could have the snare mic. I mean, there's going to be bleed, but... Um, Isn't there only one microphone preamp, though? Yeah, but, I mean, you can get around that. You can run it, you know. You, there's ways to get around that stuff. Um, Is it? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. My people and your people who talk about that. But um, <laughs> you could run, you know, two different things. And Anyway, I think it's it's sure. quite interesting what you can do with it. Yeah, yeah, cool. Sounds good. Um, so that's, that's nice. the iOS thing. What, did we do anything else? I don't remember. <laughs> Possibly not. That sounds like a solid couple of weeks. That was anyway. a solid couple of weeks, and that was a, a solid hour and a yeah. bit that we've been talking for now already as well. So may as well, I guess, call sure. it a day. But yeah, so there's heaps of stuff coming up. So stay tuned. Um, we'll be talking mm. next podcast. I'm, I'll say we'll be talking about the Ormsby guitar that's coming. And Ormsby seven string, and all I know about it. Well, all I know it's a seven string and Ormsby. And they said we made sure to pick one with a really, what did he say? With a really swell top on it, or a really good top on it. So um, it, it it'll be interesting if it's going to be like one of those massively not us guitars. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's meant to arrive on Tuesday before nine a.m. So if it arrives on Tuesday, because Tuesday is usually our our video day, if it arrives before I leave on Tuesday then we'll do an unboxing at your place because i i sure. actually really 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 want to see you play yeah. a seven string because i think that's just you like nothing else <laughs> I've, pl I've played a um was it seven i think it was seven string i've played one fan fret seven string once oh well, there you go me too yeah. <laughs> and that was weird yeah, yeah. i don't know if this is fan sure. fret or not we'll find out when it comes if it's a fan fret or not um yeah. But uh, it'll be interesting anyway. It was, it was like when I had um, six-string and five-string basses. Like my left hand was cool, but my right right hand with the string spacing was just all out of whack because all your muscle memory just crashes into a brick wall. So, um, But I think with bass... You end up... Sorry? Sorry? Oh, you just end up fumbling with your right hand more than your left hand? What I always found was when I... Because I did... and I mean, I did a video of it. So I, uh, there's a video I did at 42 Gear Street... And it was a uh, mayonnaise 
headless seven string fan fret, which is actually really, I think yeah. it was a Hydra. I think it was called a Hydra, which is actually a really cool guitar in hindsight. I'm, it made me like seven string headless fan fret guitars. But so it was literally my first <laughs> time ever playing a, a fan fret. I've played seven string before, but my first time playing a fan fret. But the thing I found was my left hand is what with chords your fingers go to the wrong strings. They're always one string off. Because it, <laughs> no, but you know, like, uh, 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 yeah, well, yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess a lot of times with seven string guitars, unless you're um, Tosin Abassi or whatever his name is, who plays weird freaky chords, most of the time the seven string is more power chord kind of thing. But to me, yeah, it was just weird because I, you, you, I don't know. The, the, my fingers went, didn't go to the strings I wanted them to go to <laughs> right okay that's the thing i found the fan I, I thought the fan the fan part would be more difficult but that I, that wasn't difficult at all it was more the string no um yeah yeah i think so too yeah but we'll find out yeah, cool. which That'd is why fun. eight strings it's just i'm not even going to go there because it's that <laughs> that would mess with my head way too much yeah we're not going to go down the conklin route so no no no, no. um it's just crazy. Cool. So that's coming up soon. There'll be more videos with the um, the Poly Effects Digit coming up, all the MXR um, way huge and laney stuff that we talked about earlier on is coming up. Um, mm. There is uh, most likely a bunch more iOS stuff coming up. So there's a whole bunch of stuff coming up. Um, and hopefully soon also guests. Um, we've got a couple of guests lined up. We just need to now sort of actually get a time um, to actually get them on. Um, and it'd be nice to have some guests again, not just us rambling on all the time. <laughs> so, okay. So I guess on that note, let's call it a day. Thank and uh, thank you so much for listening. And uh, make sure to yeah. subscribe or whatever you do with podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good at this. Don't run with scissors. Be kind to your mother. Whatever whatever platform it is you're listening to it. Um, and uh, yeah, send us a message. Go um, to social media or... Uh, super fun awesome happy time at gmail.com send us an email let us know um, even if there's any questions you have and you want us to talk about anything in particular on the podcast um, send us a message and let us know and uh, we'll do our best yeah. to do it and on that note awesome. um, thanks for hanging out today yeah thanks Alex thank you everyone awesome. See you soon. thank you Kevin Bacon Sandwich <laughs> <laughs> bye <laughs> see you.